What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. Imagine this for a moment. Imagine this. Imagine being totally unprepared for a very important exam. See, I just said that, and some of y'all felt that. Y'all like, Pastor, I just went through that like this week. Praise the Lord, my students. <laughs> Imagine being totally unprepared, right? And you have to take an important exam, and the teacher shows up, and you're already nervous. You're talking about, Lord Jesus, please help me. You are there praying and pleading to the Lord, knowing good and well you ain't prepared. But imagine the teacher comes and says, you know what? No test today. We're just going to waive the exam. Not only that, but I'm going to give you extra credit. How would you react? Okay. That's how you would react. All right. Let me give you a better one. Imagine going to pay for, for your credit card debt. <laughs> Imagine you're going to pay for all the debt that you racked up. Some of y'all, listen, have wisdom during the holiday season, all right? Have some wisdom. Have some wisdom. Y'all better start right. Y'all better uh, get creative. Um, make, make some holiday cards. Make some holiday cards. <laughs> some of y'all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already on it. I'm going to get creative DIY projects. And we're going <laughs> to... I'm going to make some stuff that I saw on YouTube. We, that, we, we, those are my gifts this year. Yeah, so imagine going to pay all of the debt that you racked up, and then as you're going to pay your debt, you find that your debt was eliminated. Some of y'all felt that one. <laughs> not only, watch this, not only how would you react if not only was it eliminated, but you found that there was some more credit and funds deposited into that account. Wouldn't that be something... Watch this. Imagine you're driving, you already got points on your license, and you know that you just ran that red light. <laughs> and then you, ooh, and you know, y'all know how we get when you, see, when you hit, something just hits you, you start sweating automatically. Lord Jesus, please, if it's me, Lord, uh, please close their eyes, Lord. Have them go by me. You know how we get. Have the police officer just go by me, Lord. Have them get somebody else, not me. Imagine that and you get stopped because you have just violated, you know, a law. But the officer pulls you over and you know how we act still like we don't know what just happened. Yes, officer, is there a problem? Like you know what the problem is. <laughs> and imagine that he says, you know what? I'm going to wave and just pass this ticket. I'm not going to give you one. But not only that, the, I just saw that you got some points on your license. I'm going I'm to I'm get rid of all of that. How would you react? You know what that's called? That's a little something called grace. Now imagine how on, the, on an earthly level, how, how excited you would be, how impactful that is, how life-changing that is not realizing that that that's, that does not even compare to the grace that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has for us. A thing called grace. The grace of God is such a gift. Say with me, a gift. Speaking of gifts, isn't it amazing when you order yourself some gifts? 
Ain't it amazing? How many of y'all get yourself gifts? Praise the Lord. How many of y'all talk? You be like, I don't need nobody. I don't need a man. I don't need nobody. I don't need a girl to give me a gift. I'm going to give me my own gift. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get your own. And it feels exciting. Anybody like me, you get real excited when you, when you get that tracking number off your package. And you just, every day, do you know it told you already it's a week or two, but every day you go to refresh, refresh, refresh every hour. Maybe it just might come a little early. Yeah, getting, you know, buying yourself gifts is amazing. You know what's even more amazing? Getting unexpected gifts gifts. Anybody ever get unexpected gifts? Oh, for my married people, you ever got an unexpected gift when you're, when you're, when you're uh, in conflict with your spouse? I'm talking about, it. I know, my, some of y'all ain't. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't fight. I don't get in arguments. I don't do any of that. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing when you get a gift in the middle of conflict, how that just breaks the tension. You know, for, the, for those of us that are married, ain't it amazing when you just had uh, a, an argument? I don't have arguments with my wife, by the way. We just call it passionate discussions. When I have passionate discussions with my wife, and then all of a sudden she just says, here, here I got some food for you. Oh, my gosh, there's nothing like that will make you break. You know that's the way that you break it, by the way. You don't want to apologize. You don't want to say, I'm sorry. You don't want to, you just say, you hungry? You know what I'm talking about? Because it don't matter when they ask you, you always go say, yeah, can I get some pizza? Can I get some, some Chipotle? And you over there trying to be mad, but you know you, about, you really want to smile. <laughs> it's an amazing thing to get a gift. It's life-changing. And here's the reality. God has given us the gift of grace. And it's an amazing thing to have the gift of grace, the grace of God. It's God's riches at Christ's expense. It's an amazing thing that God not only shows us mercy, but he has, he extends mercy and gives us grace. If you're writing notes down, this is really good and I want you to write this down. See, mercy, there is a difference. Mercy withholds a punishment that we deserve, but here it is, grace gives a blessing that we don't deserve. I'm going to say it again. Mercy withholds a punishment, but grace gives a blessing that we don't deserve. The grace of God is unmerited favor. The grace of God, the word translated in Greek for grace literally means help. It means goodwill. It means benefit. It means a gift. It means goodness. My ten already left me. Praise the Lord. All right, all right, all right, all right. Wake up, wake up. Here we go. It means it means a benefit. It means it means an unmerited favor from God, and it's an amazing thing to know that God has given us grace in His only begotten Son, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank God for grace. I know I can get excited about paying some car note or credit card bills. I can get excited about about doing all of these wonderful things and 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 getting credit back but there is nothing that can compare to the grace of God because the grace of God is this when I deserve to go to hell when I was broken and lost in my sin and broken without hope without a destiny without purpose lost in my confusion lost in my hopelessness lost in the in the foolish activities that I was involved in the grace of God reached me even when I did not deserve it the grace is there anybody that's grateful for grace that 
that you know had it not been for the grace of God I would not be in this place I would not be standing I would not be alive it is the grace of God I wish I had somebody that was getting excited about come on come on wake up wake up come on the grace of God is what lifts us up the grace of God is what sustains us the grace of God is what woke me up this morning in my right mind the grace of God has me standing today I lost things I've lost people I lost relationships I lost homes I lost cars but thank God that I have not lost the grace of God yes that's a thing called grace yes 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 a thing called grace it is a gift it is unmerited it is the basis of, of our of our theology it is the basis of our belief no other and no other religion and no other spiritual practice if you want to call it that uh, and no other walk of life on a path to spirituality do we have an example of grace in this way and other religions and other walks of life it's conditional it's you got to do this to get that it's you have to be this way in order to be a proved in this way but thank God that the grace of God is not like that that the grace of God is unmerited we did not deserve it we did not do anything in order to obtain it in fact the scripture tells us in the book of Ephesians that we walk and are saved and live by grace alone not by our works in the book of Ephesians ah for it is by grace that you have been saved. It is not by your works so that no man can boast. You did not do anything for God to love you. You can't do anything for God to love you more. It's so amazing that God loves us just as we are. Aren't you glad here today that in your foolishness and in your mess, God said, I still love you with an everlasting love and I will never let go of the, I feel like preaching in this place. Thank Thank God that he did not abandon us, leave us when others did. His love is different. Grace is different. Grace is unconditional. Grace is not on the basis that if you do this, if you take steps A, B, and Z. It's not on any of that. It is by grace that we have been saved through faith. It is in Christ, through Christ, and by Christ that we are saved. And this is not from ourselves. It is what? It is the gift of God, the gift of God. Grace is an amazing thing that he loves us as we are, but here it is for my 10, if you would catch it. Here's the beautiful thing about God. He loves us as we are, but he won't leave us as we are. Grace is the basis of our identity. For those who are believers in this place, I want to... I want to teach for a few moments on the grace of God. It is the basis of our Christian identity. It is the basis of our belief. It is the, it is the premise upon why this whole thing has taken place that the Bible declares in Romans chapter 3 that we have fallen short of the glory of God, that we could not meet the standard of God, not even on our best day, not even when you say, I'm a good person, I help people, help old ladies cross the street, I give groceries, I do a little outreach here and there, I serve on, it, there's just nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to measure up to the standard of God, which is complete moral excellence and perfection. 
connection. So we needed something in our place in order for us to have relationship and fellowship with God. And it was a thing called grace. And, and the person that embodied grace was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He was the embodiment, the scripture says, of grace and truth. So when he came to this earth, he was a picture of grace. That when, that when people wanted to stone a woman, he told the people, if you, if you are without sin, then go ahead and throw that stone. And everybody had to put their stone down. And then they left because nobody could throw the stone at the woman because everybody had a little, a little, a little secret sin up in here, a little hidden thing. You know, you know it's so easy to, to, to measure ourselves up against others and say, well, I'm not that bad. But it don't matter, baby. There's nothing you could do to measure up to the excellence. You might say you're a good person, but that, that goodness within your own sight is not the goodness of God. So we needed that embodiment. So he tells that woman that was caught in, in, in adultery, that woman that was caught, and he says, he says, woman, who condemns you? And she looks around, and she says, no one. He says, neither do I, grace. But here it is, he says, but there, he says, go and sin no more. That's the truth part. So it was grace and truth and he was the fullness of it we needed Jesus to be our symbol of grace and truth he is was and continues to be the gift and so that is the premise of everything we believe this is good this is good my 10 are you all doing all right my 10 this is good this is good in first Corinthians ah, my time chapter 15 verse 10 but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. This is the apostle Paul talking about himself up against the other apostles. He says, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. I love that. Leave that there. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Anybody got that testimony? Anybody like the Apostle Paul and like your Pastor Sergio? Are you a product of grace like us? I'm talking about if you go to the dictionary and look up the word grace, you're going to see us cheesing right there. Because like it's a prom picture, like it's a school picture. You did cheese. Because if it weren't for anybody like me that you know that it is not what you have done that landed you that job. Because if it were by you, you would not be qualified to be up in that place. But, but because of grace, you are where you are. Anybody, you would not be standing today, but when you look up grace... You, you can see a picture of you beside there because it is completely the grace of God that has made you who you are. Anybody thankful for grace? He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. In other words, he says, I don't want you all to get it twisted. You see me, it may seem like I got it put together. It may seem like I'm powerful, but it's all grace, baby. See, some of us, we can look at our accomplishments and make the mistake to boast within ourselves and big ourselves up and give us all the, give ourselves all the credit and say, see what I did there? But there's some people in this place that realize I didn't do this. <laughs> It was the grace of God that opened that door for me. It is the grace of God that sustains me. It is the grace of God that keeps me going. It is the grace of God. That's what makes me who I am and what I am. Grace. 
It's such a powerful thing to understand the context of where the Apostle Paul was coming from. Very important. Why is it important? I'm so glad that you asked. The reason it was important was because the Apostle Paul used to be a persecutor of Christians. In other words, he would literally kill believers. So he came from a context of being a murderer. And now people are seeing him and he talking about, he going up to Christians like, hey, can we gather? I want to talk to you about the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're looking at him like, listen, dude, we know your reputation. You were killing us. So it was causing these triggers and this emotional effect of people, of people keeping him and tying him and binding him to the person that he used to be. There will be people, and I want to speak to my 10 because the others in the room already done left me. But I want to speak to my 10. I want to speak to my online church. There will be people, I want to let you know, that will never forget the things that you did wrong. So what you got to do in those moments, because you, you know those people, right? You know those people. You made mistakes, and they try to keep you and remind you every day of the mistakes. You already repented. You already made a life change. You already serving the Lord. But there will be people that will never let you let it down or forget it. There will be people that will constantly remind you. Ain't it the most annoying thing that you could be talking with somebody randomly about something, and all of a sudden, they talk, hey, remember when you did this, and remember when you did that? I want to let you know that in those moments, all you got to do, baby, don't worry about fighting. Don't worry about seeing vengeance don't worry about cursing them out all you got to do is say I used to be that way but by the grace of God I feel like I feel like throwing my mic but by the grace of God I'm a new creation the old things have passed away all things are made new thank God that by the grace of God we are who we are and I am what I am yeah I used to be that person yeah I used to hang around there but ever since I received Jesus I talk differently I walk differently I live differently my life has changed I'm a new creation I'm a different person Thank God for the grace of God. Look at somebody and tell them, thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. That even when people try to remind you of your past, just let them know, I'm, by the grace of God, I'm a new creation. I'm not that person anymore. Thank God for his grace because you left me. You talked about me. You backbited me. But thank God that God was different than you. He said so he was letting the people know. He says, listen, I know what I used to be, but now by the grace of God, I am what I am. By his grace, I am who I am now. It's the basis of our identity. It's the basis of how you should conduct yourself. He was saying, watch this. He was saying in the later part of that verse, he was telling the people, he said, listen, I am who I am by the grace of God, and I still work harder than all of them. That's what he was saying. I still go harder for the gospel. He said, I'm preaching, I'm teaching, I'm building up churches, I'm tearing down churches that are not doing things right, I'm, 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 I'm apostolic, I'm prophetic, I'm an evangelist, I'm a pastor. He's saying, I'm working harder than everybody. So but here it is, you got to catch this. The grace of God is the, is the thing that gives you that strength to work. 
and to live and to go hard in the pain. It is the grace of God. See, see, it's, 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 not, it's not one or the other saying, okay, does God do it all or do I do it? No, no, it's a partnership. So what you, when you wake up in the morning, you say, God, I'm awake by your grace and I'm going to serve and I'm going to live for you by your grace and I'm going to do everything that I do with excellence and I'm going to live for you and I'm going to glorify you with excellence by your grace. Everything by his grace. Grace is our strength for living. 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 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Watch this. Watch this, watch this. But he said to me, my grace. Jesus said to the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Hmm. It's when we come to the end of ourselves at the point of breakdown when it allows God and it gives him an opportunity to break through. It's when we come to the end of ourselves that God begins the work. See, some of us, we struggle in life and still, <laughs> and still try to hold every part of our lives together realizing we're struggling. You know what it's like, you ever, you ever had, like I'm talking about a crazy amount of groceries and you're trying to make just one trip? Because you're looking at, <laughs> you're looking at, you're looking at all the groceries here and you got to take it there and you're like, I ain't coming back. And so here you are and you're trying to hold all the groceries, you're talking about carrying stuff, you're trying to pull stuff with your leg and people looking at you like, baby, you are struggling. And you hear talking about that, praise the Lord, I'm gonna make it. I ain't making this other trip. Ain't nobody. And so, and so we try to do lives the same way. Man of God, you can't hold everything in your life together on your own strength. That's why when nobody, I feel the glory of God right now. That's why when you're by yourself, you, you feel like having breakdowns and only you know about it because you don't talk to nobody about it and you're trying to hold everything in your household together. You can't do it on your own. I know, woman of God, that you are doing everything to keep the babies together and the chores of the house together and still be your wife and still be uh, uh, an excellent worker and you're trying to hold these things together and you're trying to do it on your own strength and just carry everything. You can't do it on your own. It is when we say, Jesus, I'm weak. Some of us, we try to be strong for everybody all the time, not realizing that eventually we will be depleted and we're going to be on a negative, we're going to be on a deficit, we're going to be completely empty and burnt out and exhausted. And then we're talking about how did I end up here? Because you were trying to carry all the weight on your own. The Apostle Paul said, he said this, 
there was a thorn given to me in my flesh. He had experienced a supernatural encounter, a divine vision. And because of that, in verse 7 of, of chapter 12, it's talking about how, how because, because he needed to remain humble, the Lord gave him a thorn in his flesh. And here it is. The Bible goes on to say that he pleaded with the Lord. He pleaded with the Lord three times. Take this away from me. Take this thorn away from me. You ever pray for God to remove some things in your life? I want to let you know there are some things that he may not remove from your life. But get ready to catch him at 10. There may be some things that he, some loads that he may not remove, but he'll strengthen your shoulders. <laughs> but it's not in your own strength. It's by his strength. Grace is our strength for living. He says he pleaded with the Lord and he wanted the Lord to remove that stone, that, that, that thorn, that issue, that difficulty. The Lord answered him in this way, and this is a prophetic word for somebody, if you would receive it, if you would catch it. The Lord says to you, young person, his grace is sufficient for you. Husband, father, his grace is sufficient for you. Mother, wife, single mother his grace see some of us are in season that we're like lord take this away lord i can't deal with this lord I, 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 and, we're, and we're asking for him to remove things when 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 he's saying my grace is sufficient for you so he got to a point where he said you know what i'm gonna stop fighting this he says, now I'm going to embrace that i don't have a handle of everything that's a word that would deliver somebody I'm going to embrace that I have some shortcomings, I've got some weaknesses, but where I have weaknesses, my God doesn't have weaknesses. Where I have shortcomings, my God doesn't have shortcomings. Where I feel is impossible, my God has no impossibilities. For God, all things are possible. Although I feel that I can't make it, with the strength of my God, I can do all things. <laughs> Through Christ, who gives me where does that strength come from? His grace. Grace. When I wake up in the morning, Lord, I need your grace. When I'm going into that interview, Lord, you know I need your grace. Because if it were by me, these people going to deny me ASAP. But give me anybody had to pray those prayers before Lord give me your grace you ever you ever been in your parking lot and didn't even want to go inside the house because you knew that you had to deal with the issues inside the house and you just I, see I'm keeping it real maybe y'all never gone through that but my online church know what I'm talking about you don't want to deal with the battles inside your house so you're trying to find ways to avoid going in the house you're trying to find ways to call out sick so you don't go into that office but the Lord says to you my grace is sufficient for you I'll keep you in there I will protect you in there I'll make a way for you while you're in it I'll give you strength while you're in it I'll give you and extend my grace to you while you're in it I won't let you go my grace is sufficient for you thank God for grace so as we're in this season of giving gifts 
as we're in the season of exchanging and receiving gifts and let's take a moment to reflect on the greatest gift in the entire earth the greatest gift ever given to mankind and that is the grace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ come on let's celebrate him today let's give him the glory Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also, you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.